This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, Episode 10. Welcome to the show created by vets featuring absolutely no pets. This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Our resident veterinarians have swapped out their stethoscopes in favor of microphones to bring you the Veterinary Project Podcast, a show focused on real conversations aimed to connect this amazing profession full of remarkable people. Through the sharing of collective stories and wisdom and connecting over the many unique challenges we face, we invite you to join our community of veterinary professionals leading intentional lives. And now, here are the hosts of the Veterinary Project Podcast, Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. All right, welcome everyone. You're probably noticing something a little different around this episode in that there's only two of us here. It's just me and Johnny. That's right. You get to listen to these two handsome fellows talking it out for the next little while as we review the past couple of months, our amazing guests, the fun that we've had, the successes, the struggles, and what's coming up next. So, but before we go into that, how's it going, Mike? Well, I'm fighting off a cold, I think. So I'm going to be coughing a little bit here and deep in the harvest. Um, what do me and my brother call it? We call it the combine crazies. Mm. The combine crazies have definitely set in. Um, I think we got like five or seven days left and we'll be done. So nice. I can't wait for that. That's exciting. So you're in Saskatoon recording this, then you're heading back out to the farm for the next few days. Is that right? You bet. And then um, I'll be zipping back to Saskatoon um, on the weekend on Sunday for that vet financial summit. Just um, I'll, I'm a panelist on what is it? Passive investing 101. So I'm yeah. coming back to the city uh, just to be on a better internet connection for that event. There you go. That's going to be a lot of fun. I unfortunately am not going to be able to join you this weekend on that event, but I'll watch your recording afterwards. I'm into practice on Friday and Saturday at a clinic here in Calgary. And then uh, we're actually going to jump down south into High River area. And um, we've got to go pick up some kennels for a clinic that's in the making, which is pretty exciting. So go make a couple runs out there with the three quarter ton and do what you got to do. Nice. Yes. Hey, Johnny. Well, let's dive in here for everyone that's listening. Uh, so as you said, we're going to just hash out sort of the first three months of the veterinary project. The, I think we've had, what, nine guest episodes. You and I each did our episode. Um, and we talk about it behind the scenes a lot, what's working, what's not working. Um, and we just wanted to kind of summarize that. So why don't you kick it off uh, what has been your sort of number one lesson or highlight or thing you've learned in our first three months? Oh, the number one. There's been so many of them. And I think from the standpoint of the listeners here and why this is going to be fun to listen to over the next 30 minutes or so is it's already taken on a different trajectory than we thought. That's why we called it the veterinary project and the view from the both of us when we started this is we don't really know where it's going. We admitted that from the start and that's provided for a lot of great conversation with some of our guests. And one thing that sticks to mind, uh, which is part of the original premise 
of our veterinary project was a quote Dr. Craig Mosley he brought up was be genuine and stay curious. And that quote, it's really resonated with my sense of what this project is all about. We're learning from individuals right now that we normally either wouldn't be in day-to-day contact with, we're meeting new colleagues, and we're making new friends. To me, that is the excitement, and that to me is driving us forward, and we're seeing a different perspective uh, enunciated and, and brought forward by many people, in my view, way smarter than me, different life experiences, and that is I can see the fuel being driven forward with you and me, and I'm really enjoying this process. So we're being curious, we're open enough to different conversations, and I think to me, um, it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back even our first episode with Kent, I believe Kent touched on uh, he, how curious he is to get to know people. And for me, when we, once we dive in and we're recording an episode with a guest, it doesn't like I can't. It, it doesn't even seem like we're recording. The time just flies because it is so fun getting to know them and hearing these stories. And that that curiosity just, at least for me, just fuels me up. Like it it provides energy. Um, when I think back to my experience in the vet clinic as a clinical veterinarian, when I started to, I mean, burn out. We'll say for lack of a better word. I stopped being curious, right? Mm-hmm. Like I stopped being interested in, in always ask, like in asking, why is it that way? You know, and wondering, um, and then, and got complacent. So when I think about that, like curiosity, and I think I'd have to pull up our first documents. I think we have that as one of our core values, don't we? That we will always be curious <laughs> and always keep like diving in and asking those questions. So I think you're completely right. And classic core values, we haven't looked at those since and we don't but, know what they are, but it's so true. But I, it formed the framework. I think, I, I mean, I think that tells us that we nailed them because we don't need to look back to them and remind ourselves. We just know like this is how we show up, right? If, if, if you're not showing up, as what your core values are written as, then you're lying. Those aren't your core values then. Like that's, I, now we're off on it. We're already on a tangent. Look at time. that. That took us how long? <laughs> and hopefully we haven't lost like last, half of our listeners already yeah. that are like, you guys don't know what you're doing. Doug is going to report back to us. Doug's our guy helping uh, our podcast producer. He's going to be like, yeah, you got four views on this episode. That'll yeah. be- and, and we've lost 50 subscribers. Right It'll there. be my mom, Candice, Rosalie. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And one random person out there that's listening for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But so important. That's great. Talking the core values in them. And, and it's so transparent when you're not following those core values. And from the standpoint of what we're doing so far, we've maintained that through these first nine episodes. And that's been really nice. And yeah. again, we're early days in the big picture. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I think another successful learning has been, uh, for anybody that knows me and or knows history is, uh, and I, I put a quote in here, learning to shut up. So I have a tendency to talk a lot. And this podcast uh, and having to learn how to actively ask questions and then be quiet and listen has really fueled a desire to do that outside of the podcast. I find myself shutting up more in conversations, listening, and a a fault of mine is also jumping in when I want to get in my point or, or reach to the next step. 
and I am actively risk right now learning to not do that. And this podcast has fueled it. And I think the conversations that we've had in this podcast are better because of that. And it's something that Doug, our producer brought up as an example in the first few episodes, took that to heart. And I think it's making a difference in how we're communicating with our guests. You're already way better than that than I am. But again, vulnerability of mine, fault of mine that I'm working on and this podcast is helping it out. I mean, that, that's interesting. Um, I, I sat in on one of Dr. Dowling's classes and it was an exercise on uh, people have different speaking patterns, speaking tendencies, and I'm a pauser and a turn taker. Like that is just my natural, like I'll wait until people have said a lot of things before I chime in usually. Um, and you're an overlapper and it's not like these aren't good or bad, right or wrong. It's just understanding your normal and natural behavior. And then it's, it's just highlighted when you're on zoom, because if you start talking while someone else is, it cuts the feed and it makes for horrible audio. So it it was kind of a, a, like a weird uncovering of that, like something we hadn't planned for, but here we are. Correct. Yeah. And not something that we, we set up for at the start. And we actually looked at that. Is that a fault of Zooms in the first couple of episodes? Because <laughs> our audio was so bad. And we are continuing to improve as we progress. Yeah. Like even I have to, I can't laugh. I have to just smile and not make noise or it wrecks the audio. But That's correct. It's because you have such a good microphone, Mike. I know. It picks up everything. So pretty. Okay, for me, um, I'm going to jump in here. My number one takeaway is to just get started. Um, I think back to all of the conversations we had talking about this. They, they probably started in, who knows, 2018, very superficially. 2019, we were starting to get serious. And then by December 2019, I know we like mapped it out. But then we went into this whole... Uh, phase of just like trying to like get get okay what's the monday post gonna look like and we'd spend weeks like organizing the graphic and blah 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 and here we are three months in and we're already scrapping so much of what we've already what we thought we were gonna do so the point is you don't need to know all the steps get started it's gonna evolve it's gonna iterate i mean and then i think about this in the veterinary space yeah. especially as a new grad coming out. Um, I, I'll use surgery as an example because it seems, seems easy to explain is, you know, you're scared. You don't know all the steps. You got to just pick the scalpel blade up and do surgery. Like nothing is going to teach you more than doing it. I totally agree with you. And we're before this recording, I was trying to bring up this book that I'm reading right now by a very successful podcaster named Guy Rands. I don't know him. I've never listened to him. It was a book that was recommended uh, to me. And he talks about the difference between fear and danger. And when we don't know something, there's a gap in our learnings or understanding, then it can become a fear. And that holds us back from getting started, just as you've mentioned. And that's such an interesting topic because in this book, he describes if you're in the ocean and you're swimming, what is the fear as opposed to the actual danger of a shark coming up? the danger is really small and yet our fear is so big. And yet when we go driving as an alternative example, the fear of driving 
is almost nil. We do it every day, and yet the danger is so much higher there. And so what are we allowing to come into our space that prevents us from starting? And in this particular facet, it's related to a business. And in veterinary medicine, if we don't have that knowledge, then what is that fear that's fitting in the middle? Or what is the gap? Is it biases from other people? Is it our own preconceived notions? And this podcast has provided a, a closing of that gap. And what? How many people have we talked to now that want to start their own podcast? How many people want to go into helping other veterinarians in this space when it relates to wellness, feelings of burnout, career paths, yeah. lifestyle design, all of those pieces? And somehow it's you and me right now that are helping, you know, be a leader in this charge. It, it feels almost, it, it feels strange still for sure. Yeah. And it, oh man, I got lots of things here. The, 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 the sort of cliche, what is it? False evidence appearing real comes to mind with fear. Um, but then in the conversations we've had with the guests, I think of uh, Melanie Bowden doing her yes. Ted talk and yeah. you know, you just, you step into it. And once you're actually in action, the fear melts away. Think about, think about our first recordings when you and I were interviewing each other and how many times we restarted because we're like, no, no, we got to do that. I, I misspoke. I said that word wrong. Let's re we got to scrap the whole thing and start over. You know, Isn't that the truth. And now we're just gunslinging and, and learning as we go, but not as afraid. No doubt about well, it. Yeah. The fear is way less, right? Like we had conversations about feeling very nervous about putting out hour long episodes and content and telling our life story. And I mean, once it's on the internet, it's there forever, you know, and who knows how it's received and what people are going to think, but you take action and it kind of disappears a bit and you roll with it. And then you're less concerned about it. And as we've seen through this podcast for people interacting and coming out and reaching out to us, good things happen. Yeah. And I, I don't want to keep no. hammering on this point. My last thing I want to say on it, um, there is something about vulnerability. You know, when people share their vulnerabilities, um, it, it attracts others, you know, like we, that, that common story, that common bond, um, there's just too much stuff out there where people are whatever faking it and saying how amazing they are. No one wants to hear that. They want to hear the real stories, the vulnerability. And you know, when you can share right. like, Hey, this is, I'm feeling scared about this. Can someone help me? Especially in the veterinary community, there's, there's tons of people that want to help. Yeah. If anybody's interested in that and seeing more, listen to Brent or Steph's podcasts when they're talking about their fears, whether it's running practices one year out of vet school and or Brent in the initial journey for money that we're going to get further into down the line here. Both yeah. of those two, if the, those are the ones that stick out to me right away as being very open in their vulnerabilities. Yeah. And uh, what a great learning experience. And it makes us want to then become more vulnerable and then hopefully providing a great message and, and opportunity for people to hear, yeah, nobody's perfect, but yeah closing that gap going forward. Nice. Yeah. Great. Okay, my second one, my second highlight or takeaway um, is, is around the sense of belonging in veterinary practice. And so uh, we saw this early. We saw this with Kent. We saw this with Melanie. We saw this with Steph. Um, like, you know, veterinarians that have and successful practices um, you know, like lifelong generational practices, high rate of retention of their staff. And I was sitting there listening to them and I was like, what is it? I couldn't quite place my finger on it. And I was thinking of myself 
in clinical practice and again, feeling a bit of burnout. And I always uh, sort of chalked it up to feeling underappreciated, right? I was like, oh, I'm just not quite appreciated in this clinic. And then it all started to click uh, with what Dr. Robin Hanley Defoe's um, podcast on resiliency. And she had right there at number one, a sense of belonging. You know, and our guest talked about our clinic is a family. Everyone here is like a big family. And listening to all of these people, if I was doing it over or if I was going into another vet clinic, my number one criteria would be, do we feel like a family here? Is there a sense of belonging? That, is, that would be my number one metric of deciding if that's a place I wanted to work. That's so good, Mike. And I'm working on the fly here is we've got to find somebody, a guest to come on and go, okay, from an HR standpoint, how does a person look for that objectively in a practice? Because every practice that's trying to recruit right now will say, we're a family or we get along or we have great culture. See, that's, see, I've been there on the recruiting end. That's hard to see, get through that, to see the real. I'm laughing because this comes right back to like core values and is that just something everyone wants to say, okay, we have great culture, or is that something that everyone that works in the practice just knows through and through, and they don't have to read it off the piece of paper pinned to the bulletin board because they embody it, right? And I mean, that's the difference. I, I, I don't know. I'm also stumped on how do you make that assessment like in 10 minutes. Um, I don't know if you can. I think you, 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 know, you have to be in the clinic and experience it and feel it. Agreed. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, it, it, but you do get a sense when you go into some clinics, what feels right and what that culture looks like from how people are relating to each other as compared to some others. And, and again, how do we bring that as a podcast guest? If there's anybody out there that knows, please let us know. Yeah, please. We want to know. Yeah. Excellent. Love that one. Yeah. Um, last one on my end that I had wrote down here, and there's a lot more that we could do. And I put down here being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh, shoot. Never mind. Look at that. We're on the fly. I already talked about that. Let's go to a different one. Uh, when you think you're busy, listen to a couple of the interviews, and I came away feeling like I should be doing more. If you listen to Jamie Perkins' most recent interview, Melanie Bowden, um, Dan Katz when he's traveling, they have busy lives, families, travel, projects, grants, speaking engagements, and yet they seem to be fitting it in and, and making success for what it looks like for them. And I love that. And we talked about this at length yesterday, talking about busyness for the sake of being busy versus being executable in, in, in the projects, the goals that you have really like that. I've taken that away from this. And, and man, this, this one still, this perplexes me. Um, and I'll try to keep it tight here that the, the being busy for busy sake, I think about uh, Steph when she talked about clinic ownership and Certainly, if clinic ownership is something you really want, by all means, I think you should pursue it. But if it's not, if you're just pursuing it because five of your classmates pursued it, and now that's the, the cool, sexy thing to do, then you shouldn't do it. And so like when we, when we talk to these guests that are doing all these amazing things, the thing that jumped out to me is they were pursuing what they wanted to pursue. Right. And I think that's really important because I mean, we're as veterinarians, I mean, traditionally we've been high achievers, you know, like in various aspects of our life. 
and there, there gets to be this pressure to always be a high achiever mm. and to always like to do all the things, right. You know, to, yeah. to be amazing Everything. in all areas of your life. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that saying no is very powerful, Agreed. right? So the things that do not serve you and the things that do serve you jump in all in all in. I think there's a quote out there say hell yes or it's a no yeah we talked about that was it with was it with brent or one of the guests after the recording we were talking about like that's the metric if it's not hell yes it's no it's no and that's even fell through for our podcast here right yeah. we've gotten into trouble where we've just gone on the mm -mm -mm, where it should have been a hell yes or a no yeah absolutely okay yep. i'll jump on to one of my other takeaways a big one that jumped out to me, um, and I saw it, uh, we saw it with Dan, we saw it with Jamie here with our, with our last episode, is that opportunity is everywhere. Like you have so many options with your DVM degree. And I, I've said this before, I was so guilty of it. I had the blinders on. I thought clinical veterinary practice is all that there is. And it's like, wow. I, I still, I'm floored when I see the things people are doing with their DVM degree. So true. So true. That came to light for me last night. I was just reading on the ABVMA guideline and a friend and colleague, Dr. Raina, she's now the chief veterinarian for BC. I went, that's amazing. Like that's a person that I never would have thought would have moved into that role. She's perfectly suited for it. And the amount of steps that she's taken in different areas within veterinary medicine over the course of the last 11 years or 12 years since she graduated, fantastic for her mm -hmm. for the number of guests that we've had on and are still going to be coming on i'm so excited to see all the different possibilities the dvm allows for and just as you put right off the start opportunities are everywhere yeah. as long as you want to see it as such yeah and i mean you said that in your what like that was i almost forgot because it was so long ago but you're a master at that jonathan like seeing opportunities and everything um the other sort of sort of sidebar to this is you can pivot, right? Yeah. Like how many people have we talked to when we asked them, is this what you thought you were going to do graduating vet school? And they're like, no, I didn't expect to be here, but that's where they ended up. And it's fantastic. You know, that's, there's always room to pivot. That's our guest next week to core. She's had to pivot over the years and looking at the success she's having now. It's fantastic. All right. So we've got to go to the other side. This is, you know, not just a success story, but what are the struggles that Mike and I have endured with each other as we've gone through this process? Let's have a little bit of fun with this. I think this is good. But as I told Mike pre-recording, we got to keep this narrow. People yeah, we don't want to just bicker. <laughs> That's right. But, but we may. We'll see. <laughs> so 10 episodes in, Mike. Three months, six months in the planning plus. What have we struggled with regarding the Veterinary Project podcast and the community itself? Well, I, I mean, I think the main one, we'll just dive right into it. Uh, when, we were, when we were drafting this episode, we were sharing a Google document and I put my number one struggle is working with Johnny. And we both started kind of chuckling and got in a bit of an argument about it. But so what it is, is when you have two different personalities. Now we're very aligned on mission and goal and intention of the veterinary project, but we're not aligned in how we approach our work, right? Like we just have different systems, different workflows. Um, and so 
What did you call me, Johnny? You're the Triple M. Yeah. Mike the Triple M. I love it. So Triple M standing for Mike the Micromanager. And I never knew this coming into this podcast that that's going to be the way Mike is. And I'm holding my phone up for everybody that might be just listening is I'll get the text. Just want to remind you. Just want to let you know. Just want to make sure. Have you seen that? I know. And so this is funny because like you have to face things about yourself. Um, and I've like, I hate micromanaging. Like I would much rather prefer not to. Yeah. Um, and I said this to you, I was like, to be completely honest, I feel like I have to. Yeah. Um, right. So for, I mean, I'm not, not to not picking on you. No, no, it's good. You're like, you don't worry about the details as much as I do. Like we're very different that way. Which is so interesting because the group that I work with, I'm the details guy and the efficiencies and the, the protocol. So it's so cool to see it different here. And it's also a learning for me that depending on who you're working with and when those expectations, um, one, have to be discussed, two, have to be followed. And three, there's some things that I've slipped up on. There's no doubt about it. We were joking about our prizes yesterday that I still need to get out. And that's been eating at Mike. And meanwhile, it is. I totally so, forgot about. So what Jonathan's referring to there, uh, <laughs> it was following Steph's episode. I think it was 007. And we shot the episode about two weeks in advance of when it aired. And in the intro, Jonathan said, for the quick tip, give us feedback. Anyone who gives us feedback, we're going to have a prize for you. And so we, we stopped the recording and I say to him, I was like, well, now you need to have a prize, right? Cause we did, we don't have a prize. So you have two weeks, get a prize ready. You know, you said it, so you got to deliver on totally. it. And then I've been practicing not micromanaging. Cause I was like, I know it annoys you. Like, it's not like I want to micromanage. So I was like, don't, you don't need to text him. He said, he's got it. Leave it alone. And it's been eating at me for like two or three weeks. I'm like, there's no way he's got the prize. He forgot. He forgot. And I bring it up yesterday and I was like, Johnny, did you get the prize? And you were like, what are you talking about? I have no clue what you're talking about. I can't say anything. My laugh tells it all. I know. But I mean, it, it's funny. It's funny because this is minor, right? So like tying in core values that we talked about earlier, I would say for me in my business dealings, relationships, if the core values aren't aligned, that's a deal breaker. Correct. If you have different working styles, that's not even close to a deal breaker. In fact, it's an advantage once you get through the growing pains, right? So now we've, we've laid it out. We know how each other works. And so, you know, I, like, I guess I have a question for you here on the fly is, and, and for people listening, do you focus, like, focus on your strengths or do you focus on shoring up your weaknesses, right? And my philosophy on that is we each have very different strengths, which is great because then we complement each other. And I don't like to spend too much time worrying about all of our weaknesses. Let's bring in systems and team members that are strong in the areas we're weak in. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 
I'm in a hundred percent agreement and this fits into the future of this podcast in the veterinary community. There are so many more things that we want to do with this community, the depth that we want to get in with the people that we're communicating with now on social media, the platforms that we want to get involved in the series that we want to do. And it's those systems that are going to allow us to do it because you and me, Mike, like we have real jobs. We have lives that we have, you know, and this can't be our be all end all. So it's those systems and then jumping onto the strengths that are going to allow us to be successful. If we focus on each other's weaknesses, if we get impatient and go off the deep end with each other's weaknesses, so to say, we will not succeed. And nor will we make any nth of a degree of change in the veterinary medicine industry the way we want to. Mm -hmm. So on the fly, I completely agree with it. Now, can we have fun with it sometimes? Heck yes. Absolutely. I mean, that, that was what was excellent when we had this conversation where we were like, our version of having it out, we both have big smiles on our face. No one is offended, right? But it was like, we just laid it on the table and, and, and dealt with some of these differences. So, you know, when I think about this, like in veterinary practices, um, you know, there's veterinarians have different styles, obviously. And I think about the veterinarian and the vet tech relationship and I've, I've been around and I've seen, this is why I'm laughing is because I generally am like, don't think I'm a like extreme micromanager. And I've seen veterinarians that are extreme micromanagers and the techs hate working with them. Like yeah, they usually hate doesn't it. go well. Yep. So, I yeah. agree with you, but there's a little bit of banter back and forth for everybody. <laughs> we're, we're like a, a newlywed couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the honeymoon phase is over it's on to the real stuff and literally you and i have not seen each other since the start of these episodes like live we've not been face to face at all which is no. such a cool thing in 2020 that we can do these audio podcasts have people around the world helping us interacting with people around the world veterinarians i think that's so cool and yet you and i haven't been face to face one time yeah and we're having conversations with people on different continents like regu- like it's it is like this goes back to opportunities everywhere you know like you i don't remember when the internet started or whatever but like 15 years ago this isn't an option not even close right not like, even close it's yep. like who to knows have somebody from sweden reach out and give kudos and talk about feedback from how that's working out for them and listening to the podcast in sweden blows my mind yeah. And then, then flip that and go forward. Like what options, what opportunities are going to be here 15 years from now? We have absolutely no clue, but they're going to be amazing. And hopefully we'll be part of that because yeah. we're looking at those opportunities. And for, you know, the last little bit of this session getting to know each other again, 10 episodes in, what do we think of the veterinary project going forward? What do we have in store for our listeners and for the community? Where are we focusing? Well, I know, so again, this is where we each have different strengths. So for me, I really want to dive into the money conversations. We, we just started uh, with Brent coming on, you know, that's one of the first money conversations. I want to get into personal finance and investing. Um, and then a lot more like of the personal development, helping the people, um, you know, and I really truly believe and envision like a veterinary profession where veterinarians can have investments and sources of income that supplement, I'm, I'm thinking of, a, of an associate veterinarian here, that supplement their income 
and they can work three days a week and have a great quality of life. Um, and it kind of is summed up by what uh, Dr. Robin said in her episode, where, where they have life with work balance. Nice. Like there's nothing that fires me up more than that. That is like my goal. That's my dream. Um, and to be honest, like for me personally, when I set goals, which I do, my high level goal is to change 1000 people's lives. Yep. This podcast is just one of the mediums that I'm hoping to do that by. Right. So that, that's kind of me. What about you, Johnny? Yep. You're speaking your truth right there. No doubt about it. When I look at what I'm excited about for in the next um, number of episodes and guests that we have come on, I, I would love to jump down into the, the efficiencies in clinic and what does it look like for associates that are going out into practice in 2021 and what do their contracts need to look like? I want to have some time to spend talking about salary versus production versus pro-sell benefits and pros and cons to that talk about that you know quite a bit with people out in the community right now and i would love to bring that to this podcast for those that are interested i want to talk about what it means to be efficient in practice and do well financially and not be afraid of that and selling your values when you are in practice want to go down that that wormhole as to what does a good practice look like what are people looking to purchase and what does a bad practice look like want to go into some of those efficiencies around operations, which are frankly going to be boring to some people, but are also going to create some great value. I think for some people that are looking for those outside sources of knowledge, that to me is a big driver. Yeah. And it is when we get talking about that, like the metrics that you just know, right? Like you're like, okay, your, your, your building, your rental, your lease rate should only be X percent of income. It's got to be under this or you're not going to be profitable. You know all of those line items, and for someone just starting out that has no clue, like that is tremendous value. So I, I can't wait till you start, you know, spreading that knowledge on on the community yeah, and getting fun and, and having guests in there that are you know way more knowledgeable than myself. That's for sure. That can share that, uh, yeah, share that experience and knowledge even more. Excuse yeah. me. Um, so that to me is really exciting. Also, yep. you know, very briefly on the second part continuing to discuss the vulnerabilities that exist within veterinary medicine right now, the struggles that people are having and how different individuals are dealing with those struggles, whether it's relating to life work balance, as you've described previously, um, meeting financial needs and how they are, you know, meeting those struggles and, and, and succeeding in their own ways. There's so many people doing cool things out there that I think I want to get them onto this podcast and with this community. So if there are people out there that are listening, that want to participate, but just don't know how that maybe we're the medium for them to be able to yeah. try something different, to jump off that edge, to focus in a different manner that might change their life. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of on that note, um, in addition, I know one of the other areas that we want to uh, dive into and, and go deep on is some of the issues that that are maybe more specific to just women in veterinary medicine, um, you know, because there's just like having children. It's not that that the responsibility only falls on the woman, but it's just a fact. They're the ones that give birth. Um, they, I mean, they're the ones that that breastfeed if that's the route you go. So, and we recognize it. We've had conversations. We have two dudes 
that want to dive into and like genuinely provide value and help the women in the profession. Um, and I don't know, we don't quite know what that looks like, but again, for all of the listeners, um, specifically the women listening, if you, if you have something you want to share with the community, we'd love to to bring you on as a guest. We're, we're exploring possibly having uh, guest hosts so that they can go even deeper than, than we can. Um, that's an area I know we really want to get into because I mean, our profession, there is such a large percentage of women in our profession and we want to help them. Correct. Yep. Yep. In our own ways. And yeah. And sometimes more difficult to do when you're two dudes on a podcast. Well, I mean, you, there's certain things you only can know by experiencing them, you know, like, and so we, we are in some ways ignorant to some of those, but we, you know, so we'll just, just like we talked about strengths and weaknesses, there's a weakness, bring someone in that has that strength, you know, Correct. where we go. So, I mean, and then when I think about what is the, the forum that we can deliver all of these different things in, I know I would love to see us uh, start to do more live interactions where I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not committing to anything here because we're, we're still like underwater with getting all the behind the scenes in place. Um, whether that's like a monthly like Zoom meetup where people can come in and ask questions and interact live in real time, um, live discussions, I think that will will be something really valuable. Um, you know, because people people are social animals. It's great to listen, but it's even better to engage. You know, and have the conversation. So, fully agree. So, getting onto Instagram Live, Facebook Live, some of those pieces. Yeah, you'll probably see us out there. Testing that water in the next what month to three months? Is that what we're giving ourselves? I think that's that's phase two of of the veterinary project. So it's gonna yeah, it'll be Q four two thousand twenty. We're gonna start sprinkling some of that in and keep building the systems to support it. Uh, because, like you said, this is a passion project for both of us. We both have other businesses and jobs in front of this from a time commitment. I mean, so we can only, we can only do so much, uh, but we're, we're hustling. We're trying. So Mikey love being on the journey with you. Yeah, man. Kiss you if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I think we covered it all. We, we kind of, we hit on some of the highs, some of the lows, where we're going. Anything to add, Jonathan? Just a thank you. I'd say a thank you to those that have reached out. It has been humbling and it has been amazing when certain people of everybody who's texted, Facebook message, you name it on social media, you know, just giving us some kudos or feedback and or, you know, that little bit of oomph to continue on. It's been, uh, it's been great to get that reach out and to get conversations going with individuals, you know, maybe you haven't heard of from years, individuals you don't know at all. And I really enjoyed that. So my you know, last word is a thank you to the community so far that we're building and everybody that's you know, um, coming along for the journey. I, I agree. I, I, I was not going to say anything because I was like, I can't top that. But I feel like I also have to say thank you because you truly cannot uh, put into words. It is so nice getting a message that just says, hey, we recognize how much time you guys are putting in. Thanks for doing that. And you know, when we, when we talked about it, we were like, we're doing this to have an impact. And sometimes it feels like we're flying blind, you know, like we're like, I don't know if any of this is landing. Do people think we're nuts? Like, do they hate these episodes? You have no clue. And then you're playing the games in your head. And when someone says, Hey, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it, man. That means so much. So I I agree. 
Yep. So no, really appreciate it. This has been fun. Mike, episode 10, we're wrapping up and looking forward to the next 20, 30 episodes, you know, and everything else that comes with it. So continue the journey. Let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to the Veterinary Project Podcast. As a recap, on behalf of our hosts, the Veterinary Project Podcast will be releasing new episodes weekly. So be sure to tune in as we bring you more conversations aimed at helping you enjoy a life well lived. If you enjoyed what you heard on the show and you want to stay in the know, please like, love, and or subscribe to the podcast on the listening platform of your choosing, as we're available on all the usual suspects. If you know of others that may benefit from these conversations, we'd love it if you please share the show with them, as this will help us grow our community to reach more and more veterinary professionals. Speaking of which, if you are a veterinary professional and would like to get connected with more like-minded individuals who are joining us on this journey, please send an email to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll invite you to be a part of our private Facebook group general feedback, requests for information, or perhaps requests to be a guest on the show can also be sent to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com. Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll catch you again next week for another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.